folks, and welcome to uh, Opposing the Matrix. I guess I better unmute myself before we start. Uh, I got the other guys muted because we realized we were kind of late starting, and um, and everybody, well, Eric was faithful, and but me and Jim had to run and do stuff. So um, anyway, so Brian will be with us the second hour. So anyway, we are, we're getting, hello, we're getting ready to, uh, to start another show opposing the matrix. And, uh, this one, uh, we have entitled the chain link reality. First of all, let me, uh, go ahead and, uh, as soon as everybody gets situated, I will unmute them and I will, I will welcome the ever popular Eric Smith and uh, Jim Wilhelmson. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, man. The Three Musketeers, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm always happy on Monday nights. I'm telling you, I can have the worst day. Um, I haven't in a while, but, you know, I've been had days where I've just had really bad days. And I, I look forward to tonight or to Monday nights and, and being with you guys. So you guys are extra special in my book. So thank you for being here. Um, I I was I was sharing with Jim the other, or I think it was yesterday. We were talking and um, we had a chance to to talk in length. And um, folks, I, I, here's how I'm going to explain this. Now, I, I don't want you to think that anything weird's happening, or you know that I'm expecting at the end to come or anything like that. It's just that I've been experiencing a heightened awareness of of the um of how insignificant this reality we live in is. Maybe that's that's a great way to put it actually. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, um I have four dogs and yeah, I know, four dogs. But we love them all. We rescue animals, so and we've got the property to do it. So anyway, I uh there's nothing like the excitement that you see there in their eyes and in their tails wagging when you say, do you want to go outside? And they're probably doing that right now because I know they heard me. But anyway, um, they, you know, they, they jump up and they jump down onto the floor and then they, you know, they're at the door wagging their tails. And to them, that is the best thing that that could ever happen. You know, that, that is, that just makes their whole day. And, and I like to make their day all day long. So they go out quite a bit. Uh, but I, but now I have to stand out there because we have eagles that, uh, that try to scoop them up. And that's not a good thing. But, uh, uh, anyway, um, so, and I was thinking about it, you know, how, how excited they are when, when they get to go outside. And, and I was thinking about our outside, you know, human beings and, Yes, we, you know, we're accustomed to leaving the house. Uh, most of us anyway, that, that can leave the house. We're accustomed to it. And it's, it's not a special thing anymore. You, you know, when you were a kid and your dad told you, maybe you, maybe your dad told you, your mom told you, you want to go for a ride. Oh, that's another one I shouldn't use. Uh, um, yeah, they would, we would get all excited, but you know, we've grown accustomed to the outdoors and everything. And, and I was thinking the other day, you know, it's like, okay, so what, what would our outside be like the outside is to the dogs? And, and I'm thinking about, well, you know, it could be traveling to another country because that would kind of get us away from home. But I've done that and it doesn't really make any difference. You just find yourself being yourself in another place. 
And I thought about going to outer space. You know, that would be kind of neat. I think that'd be awesome, actually. Um, but you'd still be yourself and you'd still be in this dimension. You'd, and, and I was telling Jim that, you know, the, the Bible, Paul and Paul, excuse me, in the Bible, Paul talks about, um, basically us being in a prison in this body. And, you know, and he's right too, you know, because you, you people that are young, you don't haven't experienced it yet. But when you get older, things start breaking down. We live in a universe that's governed by, uh, entropy. And no matter how hard you try to take care of yourself, one of these days you're going to take your last breath. For you younger people, it's going to be years from now. For guys like me and Jim, uh, I don't know, hopefully another 15 or 20 years. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, the ultimate reality, the thing that would really get my tail wagging would would be for the Lord to say, come up here. You know, and that would be totally like getting out of this dimension it would it would be a freedom i think that all of us would would we just can't comprehend right now some of us that are older can um and jim made the comment the other day with with all the things that are going on in the world what's what's going on that makes us want to stay here you know and now there's probably I was having the same thought myself were you really oh yeah yeah actually today um, oh my goodness! I don't I, I don't want to stay in this place anymore. This place sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> it does. It does. I, was, I was like, I want to go home. Exactly. I want to go home. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And but with me, it's like get this reset going. This is insane. How bad is it going to have to get? You know, you yeah. realize, you know what? Well, I guess because there's some Christians that still think that the uh, United Nations is some kind of global humanitarian organization to uh, bring about peace. It's like, you know what? What do you meet these guys patrolling your streets in your city to find out how they're going to treat you, how antichrist they really are? Is that what it's going to take? You know what? It probably is. And so that's what we're going to get. Thanks, guys, for not being on the same page. But you know what? When you think about I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Jim. Go ahead. No, I'm so, you know, I'm saying that this world has gotten so out of control. There is nothing I like about it at all. No, Let it end. It needs to die. It needs to change. Now, I, I do know God's plan, so I know he's, I saw past it. I still got to be around. As much as I don't want to be around, there's a battle to fight. And right. you know what? For three and a half years or so, it's going to be fun. So I want to stick around for that fun. I want to stick around and fight it. And in the next three and a half years, not so much, but you know, some people are going to go through it, and um, it's going to be very different than anybody ever expected. So, well, on that reason alone, I want to be around to be able to explain well, to help. Sure. Oh. But otherwise, there's no there's no attraction for me to be here whatsoever. This world is so twisted, sick, weird. Well, when you think about it, you know, we we are all triune beings, okay? Spirit, uh, spirits, uh, body, and um, and, uh, so, so, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but so one third of us is walking in the spirit already. Okay. I know that's kind of hard for some people to conceive, but a third of you is walking in the spirit. Now, whether, whether you're born again or not, that's, that's true because even if you're not born again, you're still a triune being. It's just that, uh, maybe it's not a, a, a good place that's going to happen unless you get born again, but, uh, so there's always hope, but, um, so 
a, th- a third of us is already connected to that that um, that uh, that other reality. It's it, actually it's the real reality. Uh, we're living in a hologram, or you, maybe you would say, or a, a darn convincing one to tell you the truth. But uh, uh, it, this reality, while it's real, isn't isn't the real reality. And the real reality will come someday, and like like Jim said, hopefully real soon. And um, so um, I don't know. It's just that that feeling has been just touching me or talking to me. Maybe maybe it's the Holy Spirit, probably the Holy Spirit, just telling me that you know that it's 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 inevitable, um, and maybe maybe he's just telling me to hold on, telling us to hold on, you know, it's it's coming soon, just hold on, coming to a theater near you, and but you know you got to wait for for the premiere, <laughs> so to speak, but um, so tonight we're going to talk about the chain link reality and. Um, uh, I don't know, Jim. Did you want me to kind of go into the with chain link fence and and stuff like that, like we were talking about, and then we can expound from there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, we were Jim and I were talking about this yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me. I began to to look for parallels, and um, and I watched a video yesterday about. Uh, it says if you don't understand quantum physics, watch this. And I'm like, okay, well, this is probably a good primer, and then I can get into the deeper stuff. Well, the guy um, that was presenting it was talking about two particles that were interacting with one another. And when they finally came together and interacted with one another, they they developed a, help me, Jim, quantum um, entanglement. Entanglement. Quantum entanglement. So, and the guy said so much so that if the two particles are separated and, and one was on one side of the universe and one was on the other, that they would both be interacting with one another. They could interact with one another at something faster than the speed of light. And, I, man, that got me thinking about prayer. You know, it's like, wow, that's like instantaneous communication with the with the real reality. But um, so thinking about that, I... I was thinking, well, you know, let me let me think of a, a parallel, you know, and and when Jim came up with chain link reality, I was like, wow, that's it, that's it, a chain link fence. Um, and I think most of you know what a chain link fence is. It's you know they usually have them out in the country. Uh, uh, it, it looks like a, I think some people some people call it a cyclone fence, um, but in the fence you have little squares, and and each um, each corner of the square is tied to another square. And it, it actually makes the fence very strong. Um, it's very hard to destroy a chain link fence. Um, even if you run through it with a vehicle, you know, the fence is basically left. It's just laying on the ground. Um, and it's and this thing is held up by poles. And you can have a fence a thousand feet long, a cyclone fence or a chain link fence. And if you were to touch one end of the fence, it affects the, the other end, even down, down to a thousand feet. Because there's some kind of vibration, and I hate to use that word because the New Age uses it a lot, but um, there's some kind of vibration or sound wave that travels through all the metal. So I remember being a kid, my, we'd always go down the railroad tracks, my dad and I, and we would put pennies and coins on the tracks and then pick them up after the train passed and stuff. And later we found out that was a bad idea because sometimes they shoot off and they can go actually kill you. But uh 
but I, I was kidding with Jim. I said, maybe my dad had me uh, do this. But uh, he said, hey, if you ever want to hear if a train's coming, what you can do is you can put your, your ear to the track. And sure enough, if you put the ear to the track, you can hear you can actually hear the train coming. It's hard to tell what direction it's coming from, but you know there's one coming down the track somewhere. So um, I told Jim, I says, maybe my dad was trying to rectify a problem that he, he saw coming down the road. But um, but no, all kidding aside, um, sound travels through mediums like that, and so do other things. I'm sure I'm sure there's vibrations in the track too that probably don't move as fast as the sound does, but they're there. Um, so with the chain link fence, um, you. No matter what you do to any part of the fence, another part of the fence feels it. In other words, it's 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 a kind of a poor man's way of looking at a quantum entanglement. And then I was thinking, well, you know, that's really good. But, you know, if you go through a, a neighborhood like my neighborhood here, we, we live in out in the sticks and a lot of people have chain link fences. And so now that that could suggest a lot of universes or not universes, but realities. Let's put it that way. So how would those realities be all be tied together? Well, they're all all the posts are cemented into the ground. So um, you know it would make it harder for one fence post or one fence to interact with another one, but it's not impossible. Um, and then also when you think of chain link fences, you think of uh, gates. Every chain link fence has a gate that you can get through. Uh, would that gate be a way to leave your friend's fence and go to another fence? Possibly. Possibly that's what CERN's doing. They're looking for a a, um, a gate or gates in the chain link fence in order to allow things from another fence to to enter our fence or our yard. Let's put it that way. Um, so anyway, they also want to break out of their cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. they're opening. Yeah, opening up the the, the uh, cage door so that the beast can come out, so to speak. Good good analogy, ever. Um, so anyway, it's it's it just got me to thinking, and and boy, I'll tell you, I get in trouble when I think, because you know I, I start on a one of those railroad tracks, and, and you know I just I just keep going and going and going and going, and um, you know you could you can look at um, since it's the three of us, uh, you could look at marriage that way too, you know it's uh, they say that, um, and and I've heard this before. And I know you guys have too. That uh, that the soul ties are developed, and and when a, when people get married and they consummate a marriage, that's that's basically the 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 tie that binds, so to speak. And uh, but what a lot of people don't realize is that when you when they're out carousing and stuff like that, they're developing ties between two hearts. And that being the case, you uh, you know you might. It, what it does is it establishes ties to other people that you might not necessarily want. And I've, you know, heard of people uh, go into, uh, uh, go into meetings and just, you know, confessing their, their past affairs and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, renouncing their soul ties, um, if they want to remain faithful and true to the one that they're with. Now, I don't know, you know, I kind of see some merit in that. I really do. And, uh, you know, people could argue and say that that's not true. And, and, you know, you might be right about that. But um, but if you think of the chain link fence, you know, um, you're actually 
kind of like, <laughs> well, the, the chain link fence is held together by knots. So you're actually kind of like tying a knot with the person. And it makes more sense to now to where when Jesus said that um, even if you look at a woman to lust upon her, that you're committing adultery in your heart. Well, the heart, soul ties, the whole nine yards. So anyway, you're, you're actually you're creating, depending on how many times you've done this with different people, but uh, creating a, a quantum um, entanglement with people, actually. That's kind of hard to break. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, you know, well, I, I think that if, if people could think back, they could. There's just some things about some people that you've had relationships with that you can't forget. Even if it's been 40 or 50 years, they always say nobody forgets their first kiss. Uh, nobody forgets their first date um, and things like that. It won't go, won't go any farther than that. But um, anyway, that's a reason because the tie has been, has been established there. And um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to shut up and, and let you guys um, – kind of talk about things for a minute because I think I've opened up a lot of cans of worms and um, but I do want to say that you know if you have developed soul ties and, and you think that that's something that you're interested in all you got to do is renounce them and and uh, confess them and then um, uh, the Lord is faithful to take care of that and to uh, to make things right and to to uh, basically wipe the slate clean if you want to look at it that way or to cut those ties anyway so, Jim, what do you would say, ye and you, Eric? Eric, you want to go? Uh, go ahead, Jim. Well, you know, what kicked it off with me was uh, I posted this uh, video that looked actually pretty impressive. It was this batwing gargoyle thing. And of all places, it's up on the Vatican. And it lands on one of the uh, uh, basilica Tops, you know, up to the Vatican. I'm going. Capo- <laughs> well, ca- yeah. I think they call it a capula. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one of your pets uh, out of your underground pit got away. What are you going to do about it, Pope? You know, and you now I'm kind of laughing about it, and I'm, I'm thinking, but gosh, that thing looks actually real. You know, it, it really looked pretty impressive, and so I I posted it, just posting it. Hey, you know, I don't know that this is real, but uh, you had told me, um, you know, that. I'm pretty sure it was you, uh, Dave. Somebody had told me, well, you know what? It There was a a reputable paper in Great Britain and one in Germany that also said, what the heck is this? And, and so they were at least something of an element of reality is, exists here because if they were willing to even address it and wonder what's going on, then, you know, maybe it's not just a, a fake out thing. Then I get to thinking, well, um, that has to be a pretty sophisticated thing. You can't tell me that some kid was using some high-tech uh, equipment and made a thing for just a prank. So this has got to be some purpose or reason for it. I mean, is it real? I don't, you know, people ask me, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, then not too long from that, I mean, it was like a day and somebody had come out, uh, a computer geek and showed step by step the whole process and made the same identical exact thing oh, he made wow. it on a computer and showed everybody how to do it. This is, this is the technology that's available today. And you look at that and you go, oh my gosh, now, you can why, fake you know, anything why, now. 
<clears throat> so my mind is going, why are they faking it then? You can't tell me some kid was working in his mom's, you know, parents' basement with a program that is so sophisticated. Now, they they actually um, realize, I guess the powers that be realize that these programs and this technology is so sophisticated, they started having artificial intelligence examining and critiquing and, you know, and computing on, you know, on their level farther than more depth than what a human can to distinguish what's a computer based uh, element and what is um, biologically organic. Mm -hmm. You know, they were less than 50% accurate. They were only 40% accurate on their analysis. They couldn't even get it based on all their computer uh, information. They couldn't even distinguish from themselves. Um, what was AI and what, you know, a computer, what was actually organic. So this is the world that we're entering into. You know, we have so many different things that, you know, technologies used against us now that it, you know, Project Bluebeam, they can inject thoughts into your mind. I've had different, several military people, you know, approach me and tell me that, you know, did they use a, an offshoot of Project Bluebeam to communicate with people in the Gulf, uh, in the, uh, Middle East in the in the bay there to make sure that they are clear from enemy fire, but they can project thoughts into the sailors on a ship and tell them to you know uh, change your bearings or you know and don't be afraid. We're using a new technology. We can talk right to your voice. Uh, we're the USS Eldridge off the coast of uh, whatever and and give them directions. So, I mean, the technology is there. So now we got a, another source of thoughts that can be injected into our minds. The first Gulf War, you know, I said this, I think, last week or when we talked about it, um, the evidence of all these uh, hardcore Iranian soldiers coming out of their bunkers, kissing the uh, the Allies' feet as they rolled army tanks up to the bunkers and then started blasting them with uh, rock and roll music. Iraq, the rock and roll yeah. music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, but that was just, they were just carrier waves for a technology, another offshoot of um, Bluebeam technology that literally, upon hearing through the carrier waves, would go into their brain, change the DNA flow in their brains to trigger off fear and dread. That's why they came out begging for forgiveness and, and surrendering in, in mass. So, and that was 30 years ago. We had that technology that we were using in the first Gulf War. So, I mean, you can imagine sight, sound, um, hearing. We can't trust our senses anymore to what is actually real and what isn't real. Um, that can be very scary for some people. And if I didn't have a connection to the Lord, I would be horrified by that. But that's the world we're living in. We're in the last days. Satan is using everything he can. Uh, and this is where we are. A chain also is only strong as its weakest link. So whatever our weakest link is, this is what God is going to allow Satan to attack us on. Because what Satan has tried to make us to destroy us, God is going to make us stronger. Our weak links are what's being dealt with now in these times. God is only allowing these attacks because there's things that we need to have clear in our minds, in our hearts, right here, right now, so that what we're about to face, which, my gosh, is so different every day. We don't know exactly what we're facing. You know, I know that that uh, Trump is part of God's plan. 
I know it according to Amos 3.7. I know that um, we're not talking politics here. We're talking simply knowing God's plan through God's servants, the prophets. Now, servants, the prophets, there's a key right there that needs to be understood by everybody. Servant means this is this is gives us discernment. This means that whoever are claiming to be the prophets are servants. That means they are separated unto God. That means their walk and their talk are the same. It means that they are bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. They don't just say that I'm a prophet and I can I prophesy this, this, and this. Their lives has established a long record of faithful service to the Lord that has pointed people to Jesus, not themselves. I mean, you can go on the Internet and you can find all kinds of quacks that, that say, I'm a prophet of God. I'm the apostle. I'm this, that, and the other. Uh, yeah. uh, but you look at their lives and see, well, what do they believe? What have they actually done? They've done nothing. They've watched a bunch of videos. They got a, a bunch of good ideas. And so they're spurring them off. And maybe they're very intelligent and they've done a lot of intellectual uh, based study and they've come to some conclusions and maybe some of them pretty good and some of them just kind of mixed into everything because they're basically doing it with their intellect but you ask them what what have you actually you know what is your history how many people have you led to the lord lately um have you ever led anyone to the lord um what kind of following do you have are they following you or are they following jesus because you're pointing them to jesus are you right. pointing them to Jesus? These are significant things that we need to know. So God is giving us wisdom right there. He's saying, my servants, the prophets. So when you look at people that have accomplished and brought people to the Lord, and that seems to be their focus, and yet they have a prophetic gift, I'd have to say that no matter how strange they might present it, like Kim Clement that sings it, which I Felt kind of, you know, I'm I'm Pentecostal. I've been full gospel for, I've been saved 45 years, 46 years, and 43 of them in ministry. And I'm used to full gospel stuff, but I thought that was kind of different. But that doesn't negate the message. The messages have been 100% accurate. Um, Dave Wilkerson, my gosh, the founder of uh, Teen Challenge, now called Life Challenge. Um, that man has led millions out of addiction and into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, Mark Taylor. Uh, Mark Taylor is one that um, his story is you can get it free if you're an Amazon Prime member. And if you're not, it's like three ninety nine. Uh, his story was almost identical to my story being called into understanding all of the UFO alien stuff back as early as 1978. Um, and I could so identify with him. And the way God's spirit will move, even through, I mean, he, he was trying to confirm something to Mark Taylor after he had had a, a dream. And the way he did it was through a horse race. He doesn't even watch horse racing, but he was flicking a channel and he just something caught his attention. And he's watching. And the name of the horse that won in opposition to the other two horses that he was, you know, struggling for number one position it literally spelled out a message to him. Now, some people go, that is whacked out. Man, you're crazy. You're some kind of nutcase. Well, you know what? I, I got to ask these kind of people. Have When was the last time that you ever prophesied or had been used being led of the Lord to believe or come to an understanding of something? Usually you get dead silence. Do you believe the gifts are still here for today? Even deader silence. Um, do you speak in tongues? No. 
fought at all. Well, okay, you're one of those that don't believe that any of this is even exists. But I've had Christians say, oh, yeah, I do, you know, but that's just weird. Well, have you ever moved in the prophetic like this? Um, what kind of what kind of results has it brought? I mean, has it brought people towards Christ? I mean, they can't give a clear answer. Most people that are just doing everything on a, an intellectual level will love to debate, they'll love to argue, and they'll love to push their position on others to convince them that they were right. A person being led of the Spirit can relax. They know that God told them what they what they told them. They know that God's got their back. They can have all the patience in the world to put up with other people, uh, skepticism or whatever, uh, because if they know God's plan, and they know God told them this and gave them all the markers to, to stand confident and firm on it. And they know um, God has spoken to them. Then it doesn't matter what other people say. What matters is what the Lord says in regards to what you've done with the gifts that he's given you. Hey, we got Brian. Oh, oh okay. hey, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, welcome, Brian. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap that. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap that up on, on that part right there that, that we are faced in a living in a world where we can no longer rely on our senses. We can no longer rely on our intellect. We have to depend on a personal relationship with Jesus. This is the only way we're going to distinguish between what voices are real, what voices are not real, what actions uh, and sights that we see. To me, when I think about this gargoyle bat thing that was flying over the Vatican, um, I don't see it as some kid pulling a prank. That's beyond, I mean, that is so far advanced. There's no way some kid was doing it. This is, this was done deliberately and it was done on purpose. If they start showing all the fake stuff first, mm -hmm. what, what happens when the real stuff is there? Cause we know these things are going to happen. We're not going to believe it. We're not going to be prepared for it. We're not going to, uh, we're going to say, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, been there, done that before. I got burnt on that one. Forget it. I'm not, you know, and so the thing comes down and gobbles up your head and your body's just, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm, uh, wow, Jim. <clears throat> I know. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the vote of I confidence. Watch, I watch too much sci fi. What can I say? You know, but I mean, the thing is that we have to be ready for spiritual warfare against entities that we are physically going to see. You know, we got scriptures that warn us that there's uh, entities that, that are in our midst that are twice dead, plucked up by the roots, wandering clouds, uh, whom's reserved uh, everlasting darkness. I mean, those are not definitions of human beings. Those are definitions of uh, fallen angels, of something that is not supposed to be walking in our midst. And yet here they are. Jude 6 chapter warns us that. So we got we're dealing with people that aren't really people. I, and I'll tell you what, you study people like the Rothschilds, like George Soros, like uh, Bill Gates. Wow. OK, you know what? And, and probably some of the major theologians in, in the, the world right now that, that deny the deity of Christ. Um, <clears throat> some of them that wrote some of the newer versions of the Bible that are members of uh, secret societies, members of, of uh, atheist groups. I mean, you know, they're some of the rich elite that have no business interpreting the word of God whatsoever. This is where you're going to attack. You're going to attack the word of God to keep it from being understood to the world. And you're going to attack um, other areas of influence, whether it be media, whether it be controlling, you know, uh, technology, dis disseminating technology. I mean, you know, I started gathering some of the videos that people have sent me, uh, the links, you know, where it's not on YouTube or anything. I've been 
I've been filming them just in case they disappear. Because this is another thing that happened. You know, when we um, when we had that one on um, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Joe Biden. Oh when yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Going to going to CERN. Okay. And and so one one faithful um member of of, of yeah, Enoch, you know, I've known him for over ten years. He says, Jim, I can accept the idea of it. It sounds, you know, as, as strange as that sounds, but I tried to back check what you said about these newspapers that had uh made a comment about it and I couldn't find them anywhere. Do you know what happened? I, I said, Well, there again, you know, I I can't tell you. I said I've I've had these same kinds of things happen, and it seems to be ramping up. It's happening to more and more people who are not shy and who are outspoken and speaking against, like the the coding virus, um, you know, some of the other you know crazy things that have been going on. So you know, I find it very interesting that if it did happen, the first thing he does in the midterm of of his uh, election campaign is to go to CERN and say, hey, you guys quit screwing around there. You're messing with, you know, I got this false memory. We guys stopped doing it. So apparently he knew the source of the problem, having privy to his position. But he couldn't find the papers. And I looked. I couldn't mm-hmm. find them either. I knew they were there just a couple days ago. Yeah, they now were because I found them. Yeah, Erased. And, and they yeah. were prominent papers. Like, the Times of London and, and everything else, you know, so it wasn't well, wasn't contrived or made up. <laughs> well, Dave, look at look at us. We <clears throat> we consider Jonathan Gray a personal friend of ours. We've had him on our programs for gosh, oh. the last 12 years. And he may be on again soon, by the way. Yeah. Oh, did you finally contact him? Somebody else contacted him for us. And he Ooh. wanted me to contact him, so I sent him off an email um, recently. And uh, he's oh, supposed to get God. back to yeah, he's alive. He's supposed to get oh, back good. to us. Yeah. And it's the real Jonathan Gray. It's uh, you know not, <laughs> yeah. not something yeah. from not, the Mandela effect. But yeah, I wanted to tell you that I forgot about that. But he he'll be well, on you know, sometime soon. Now now Jonathan Gray. Um, told us we had him on the program and everything and and i was looking for because i've seen this fossil remains um gosh i think as far back as maybe 14 12 or 14 years ago it was a triceratops and they sent uh, and i think it was jonathan gray that actually did all of the first-hand work if i'm not mistaken oh, and it had, had a bullet a, hole in the head yeah, it had a 30 caliber bullet hole in the head yeah um yeah. what the heck I mean, um, there's something seriously weird about that. Now, and it, it explains that, you know, if it was a sphere, it would have entered it. It would have had fractured fissions around the entry point. But yeah, it because wasn't of the speed. This was a high, right. It was a high-speed impact, just a pure round hole that went through the skull and then out the other side. Um, that And they said, what he sent it in, he says, now, I don't want you to look at what it is. I want you to... St- Treat this as a standard forensic process. Let me know what caliber or what type of weapon was used. They said it's a. Um, it, they said it was a 30 caliber semi-automatic weapon, kind of like what the tank, what the tankers used, and. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, the uh, submachine, the, the machine gun, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, um, <laughs> that is just, that is wild. I mean, cause it's fossilized. It's like pre flood. So it's an out of place artifact is what they call it. And I was looking for that. It was all over the place 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find one thing, not even his own site had anything on it. It's as if it disappeared out of reality, gone. Right. Right. There's been other things that have happened the same way. Um, you know, but I, there's a compilation of stuff that it would almost make sense if the rich elite had access to space, time and dimension already right here, right now. A lot of them are big game hunters. Boy, I'll tell you, it'd be like a uh, sound of thunder going on a, a paid, uh, excursion into the past to go kill a, a T-Rex or something, have Bronto burgers, whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's not too unrealistic. <laughs> Especially when you find the doggone evidence that something like that has happened. Yeah. Uh, We got all kinds of animals and subhuman animals that have bullet holes and they know the calibers and the weapons. There's a a primate humanoid that has uh, that had a uh, 7.62 NATO round go through. And they're a tumbler, and that's how they know it. It came in, it went in clean, and blew out half the skull on the other side because they tumble as soon as they hit on impact. Um, just crazy stuff. I mean, so so we have these things as a reality. Uh, the other thing in Obadiah, it says that though you mount up with the wings of an eagle and make a nest amongst the stars, I shall bring you down. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go into Hebrew, it means literally. To colonize the stars, flat earthers. I'm sorry, the, the dome, you know, little, it don't exist. It's it's round, and there is an outer space. There is a second heaven, planets, solar systems, stars, and guess what? If we are at the end of the end times, that means somebody's already made a nest amongst the stars, because yeah. the Bible says that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, corro- it corroborates with Jeremiah, 50 chapter, I think it was. The same thing. The idea that Babylon mounts up to the heavens, uh, you know, amongst the stars. So I'll bring you down. Mm-hmm. So that means there's colonies already there. So when we hear crazy sounding things like there's a colony on Mars, crazy sounding things that, that Trump has now established and put teeth on a paper tiger that Clinton originally um created was the united states space force and i used to that bummed me out when i first saw it and i i thought trump started it i'm going why did he use the star trek symbol right doesn't he realize what the heck's going on with that that was weird that's when i researched i found oh he didn't do it clinton did it okay i don't know makes all the sense in the world now Um, (laughs) but it was just a paper tiger but now he put teeth in it he created this huge big on steroids um shuttlecraft a normal shuttlecraft has three people. It has a, a pilot, co-pilot, and a, a navigator. This one has three plus five to seven. Now, being from my military, I realized, oh, when they have a special ops uh, thing going on in, in uh, Delta Force, they usually have a three to five member team that goes. I'm going, isn't that cool? Look at that. He made one big enough for a crack troops to go to the Mars colony and gather up the people that are hiding from justice. 
Mm-hmm. Just a speculation on my part. There's rumors uh, claiming that when I first heard it, I thought it was Fruit Loop City, man. I mean, for me to think something is out of the, you know, strange, that's really strange. We did a program, but, you know, we, we found out that there was a lot of people that also got little tidbits here and there. And, you know, that to me, I think is the biggest thing. Uh, Eric, you, you, you're the one that, you know, keeps up on Q, but it is so hard, isn't it, to find a pure Q statements you got everybody grabbing and making comments and attaching themselves to it and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that but the thing is <clears throat> we're we're doing that so much out of desperation we want to be heard we've got something to say god's given us something we're not shy we want to say it but you know the body of christ has to start working together as teamwork um there's nothing wrong i mean i i'm putting a, a video together now on the plandemic. That's what I'm calling it. Plandemic. And I'm showing how this whole thing was planned, my gosh, 50 years ago, even 50, 60 years ago, this was planned with Bill Gates with that one video. Some of these things have links, but they don't have the actual. I mean, these things are disappearing like tomorrow. So what I've been doing is taking my camera and photographing the photograph. I mean, it's not as it's the only way I know to be able to get the actual image in my hard drive so it can't disappear. So, yes, it's not the best photograph. I'm taking a camera of my own mon- monitor and, and watching it, but at least it's there. It's there in my hard drive. It can't disappear. It won't go away. You so I'm doing what? this. Each of them. As, and, an easier way, Jim, would be to right-click on it, hit Save As, and it, it'll put it right on your hard drive. Yep. Um, I didn't know if you knew that, but no, I, you know. I didn't. Well, good. I mean, good. That'll yeah. save me a lot of trouble. Okay. Yep. And I, also, I... there's there's a program that you can get. Um, uh, it's on. I, I it's hidden by all these windows I have open here, but you can act. Oh, there it is. 4K video downloader. It seems to be pretty reliable. When you find something on YouTube, you um, you just uh, you know like you're gonna share it and you hit copy. And um, and then this thing, you, you hit uh, upper left-hand corner. It's like save video, and it automatically just saves. It, asks, it gives you some parameters that you can use, but it'll save that to your hard drive too. Uh, everything, like you, everything that I come across uh, that I think is interesting and will disappear, I download, and I save it. Yeah, in, that's what in, I do, yeah. About 15 different <clears throat> places, you know, so it'll never disappear. Well, and- and the thing is, we got to start working together. Let's not compete with each other. You got something to say? Wait upon the Lord. If you really do, He's going to give you the opportunity to say when it's His time. Don't try to sure. force it. Don't try to compete with other. We need to start working together. There's so many other people that have some that have gotten a piece of the puzzle and they've articulated themselves so well. They don't need to be repeated or reinterpreted by you or me or anyone else. Let their thing be put together. Let's start making a composite of all the people. Whether they're well known or not, if they got something that you know the spirit bears witness that it's this is right and real, give them due credit. Just record their part and com- make it as a composite to everybody else. If we started working as a team that way, we'd have a lot more time to do more work mm-hmm. because we're not doing redundant work. We're right. doing we're, we're including everybody. We don't uh, tell you uh, from experience. Fame and fortune don't mean nothing. If that's all you want, that's what you get here. You want to build it up into the kingdom, start being a team player. Start being a member of a body that wants to work together. Start promoting each other and and others. And, 
you know what? God will open up the doors and give you all the opportunity to speak because well, you, you're being yeah. you're being a team player. And and bearing witness, you know, Brian's a good example. Um, Brian, I, I you know I don't know how, if you know this, but you know I would bring up mm-hmm. subjects with Barbara, and she'd say, "Oh, you need to talk to Brian about that." And I bring up something else. Oh, you need to talk to Brian about that, you know. And then I talk to you, and I realize that you know, <laughs> we believe in uh, 99.99999, and you know, it's carried out infinity <laughs> percent percent of the same thing. So, uh, yeah. talking to Brian is almost like talking to myself. So, um, Brian, I, just to catch you up real quick, because I I know you came uh-huh. in a little late. We're basically talking about. Um, about our reality being a chain linked uh, reality, and and you, I, I know, have put up chain link fences before. I know how they're constructed, and how each yeah. link each link is interdependent on the other. Um, so I I just wanted to catch you up on that, and then also how it, you know we're going to go into it, the spiritual component of it too, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, and and talking about universe, not universes, but realities, and how. Um, you might be able to connect one reality to another um, in the same way a chain link fence is connected to the ground. And then there's other chain link fences around the neighborhood. So anyway, I just wanted right. to catch you up a little bit on that. But um, Brian, can you think of any other analogies? I mean, what about houses? You know, everything's interdependent on, on everything else. Isn't that true? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, actually all the trades that build the houses are all connected you can't have one trade without the other. I mean, you can't, you can have a house, you don't have plumbing, you don't have water. So, um, yeah, totally. And as far as the reality, I've been listening to you, Jim, and, and it's just, I mean, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, I would think uh, you guys are wearing tinfoil hats. But, I, I probably agree but, with you, Brian. <laughs> I, but but I, I must be drinking the Kool-Aid because I totally agree with a lot of this stuff. And it's just, it doesn't, It 10 years ago, it shocked me what I'm seeing now. And now I'm not as shocked because I, I know more. You know, I think the biggest weapon a believer can have is information. Yes. I think uh, we're... A lot of people are afraid of COVID because they're they're afraid because of what the mainstream news is telling them. But if you get the facts, it's not that scary. It's mm-hmm. and it's it's being used as a tool. And I think the COVID, our technology, the demonic, all this stuff is converging for a reason. These alternate uh, realities. Um, is all happening in, in, in I think it maybe it's just me, but everything's ramping up. Everything yes. is ramping up. Yes. And uh, I mean, not just a little bit. I mean, it would take ten years for us to hear. Wow, that's crazy. It's happening every every four days, every three days, right. uh, every day. So mm-hmm. obviously, we we know the Lord's returning, and that's really what this is all about. It's about Jesus setting up His kingdom and bringing an end to all this madness. And, you know, and bringing us home and, and setting it all up. But in the meantime, um, believers, uh, uh, well, some aren't believers, they claim to be, are really being taken away by a lot of this stuff in, in fear. Uh, they're doubting God. They're uh, banning uh, their faith uh, and just listening to uh, false teachings of the government and of other organizations 
So I'm saying this because it's all tied together. I mean, it's like you can't, you can do one or the other, but as far as the realities and these alternate realities and how they're hooked together, it says in the scripture, what would you bind in heaven is bound on the earth. And what happens in heaven is happens on the earth. I mean, the book of Revelation is a perfect example of two realities colliding because God proclaims a mountain with fire will hit the earth. He proclaims it in heaven and it actually happens on the earth. And and so and, you know, those prophecies, those 21 judgments. So saying that is because we don't see into that realm right now. We know it's there. Uh, we do not fight against flesh and blood. But, you know, Ephesians chapter six. So the two realities are getting more and more clear. They're actually um, how to explain this. So you mentioned in the very beginning, I think it was you, Jim, about creatures and gargoyles and things crawling on buildings. Right. Yeah. And 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 uh, some of that stuff is Internet fake. Some of it's really happening because these creatures that normally would be invisible to us are revealing themselves to us just as angels can reveal themselves to us to give us comfort and protection, the other side can do the same thing in the forms of hideous creatures. Some of them, I, I believe, are actual physical creatures, not just demonic. They're creatures created maybe by man through all these experiments and cloning that's been going on for 50 yeah, years. Yeah, all the underground labs and stuff like that. They, exactly. They so, them. Yep, that's right. And you have a mix of everything and it's the goal. The goal of all this is to control us and to bring people under the thumb of the world order. That's right. really what it's all going to be about. And yep. uh, I, I also I think you mentioned about Mars. I've been looking at that, studying that for years now. I remember when they first found the face on Mars in the 90s. It was a huge yeah. thing. And they discounted that picture. Oh, it's just fake. But it's Shadows. not fake. Yeah, exactly. A shadow yeah. looks like a face. I was like, and even that was like in the early nineties, I think. And so I, I, I mean, I know people are listening and I'm, I've been a born again believer for 45 years. I, I know the word I'm not perfect, uh, but I know what the word of God says. And I believe it. we've been on Mars for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. I believe the, yep. the, the moon yep. shots and all this stuff is a cover for what's really been going on. Um, I think we've gotten the technology a long time ago and we've been building on it and building on it probably from the Nephilim. We got a lot of it from them, yep. right. the, the grays and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just kind of giving a big broad picture of what I think. And so I think we've been there for a long time. I know on the news it was last year, uh, you know, a day seems like a, an hour and a year seems like a day. So <laughs> yeah, I, I read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called it's, it's called being in your 60s. And uh, it goes. So um, but I know NASA. OK, the shuttle used to travel around the Earth around 17, 18,000 miles an hour. Right. Um, and that, that used to be the fastest we'd usually go around the earth or even to the moon. I don't think we even went that fast to the moon, but I've read and I've heard on television, maybe it's the Mandela effect. I, I know I heard it on television. They had a craft that can go to the moon at 180,000 miles an hour, wow. um, far faster than the shuttle. And it was a new rocket they developed. This was like a year ago. And then I don't hear anything about it. 
I hear nothing about it. And I'm thinking, am I the only one who heard this? Am I, am I crazy? But um, if they're revealing a rocket that can do, say, 200,000 miles an hour, which is insane, what do they really have? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, um, yep. I've I've read reports on the internet on articles, and some I discounted. You just kind of take it with a grain of salt. You gotta use that uh, God-given discernment sometimes what they're saying and where they're coming from. Um, that's just my opinion. But they have a craft now, I believe, that can go to the Mars in in less than a few days. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I I honestly believe that, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, I mean, it takes eight minutes for the speed of light to get to Mars. Uh, that I don't think we have that quite yet, but I can see us being in Mars within a, two weeks to a month, no problem, no right. problem. Right. And I've read articles about these super ships that can carry hundreds of soldiers. Um, I I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I I'm like you guys. I gather all the information. I put it against the Bible, what it says. And then I kind of dissect it in my own intellect the best I can with the Holy Spirit's help. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Portuguese Christian, and so I have that going against me. Excuse any Portuguese <laughs> out there. But, but um, so we do like to uh, eat. Ask Barbara. We like to eat. But, uh-huh. so, but so saying all that, it wouldn't surprise me. Because in the book of Revelation, when the Antichrist is finally in power— and the false prophet brings credence to him, just like John Baptist did for Jesus. Uh, and there's a statue or an image made in his image. It speaks. It talks. It does something um, that amazes people. Obviously, it's either technology or it's demonic or both. Mm-hmm. And if we're that close, if we're this close right now to the tribulation right now, I mean, for the Antichrist to totally be revealed in public, then that technology or that demonic power is here already. Mm-hmm. So yep. to me, it's like the cosmos. What I mean by the cosmos, I mean where we live in outer space and the other dimensions that we can't see, in my mind, are at a bubbling point, at a bursting point. Right. It's yes. been kept hidden for so long. These other dimensions, which the Bible speaks about, by the way, and I think some of you listening, the Bible does speak about different dimensions. In the book of Revelation, John's taken up into heaven. That's another dimension mm-hmm. um, that it's a, it's a, they're about to break forth. Everything's about to be revealed. Yep. Everything that we think is, is that some people think it's conspiracy. Some people think it's just Bible hogwash. Uh, a lot of it's not, and it's about to be revealed. And because right. um, the Lord's about to set up the kingdom. And exactly. everything and all these things, they're just pawns in his hand on a huge chessboard, and he's going to have checkmate at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's all to reveal his power. But what's amazing is that we're living to see these things. I mean, um, you know, uh, like the picture of the demonic forces over in Pleasant Hill, California, Oregon. Dave, you talked about. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. Uh-huh. Julie's picture. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I saw those pictures, and those were, those were faces and arms in that moving cloud uh, of light. 
and uh, I saw him in a house the, uh, in Oregon, uh, the Brown House. You might have heard about. Oh yeah. And the farmhouse. I mean, you could see him standing in the windows, staring at us out on the street. Right. We, we took a picture, and you could see him in the picture. So those dimensions are real, and people need to get a believers out there, and myself included. If you're listening, you're saved. You know, you know Yeshua in your heart. You know you're going to heaven, and you're like wishwashy about what's going on. You need to get on board because um, it's real, and um, it's real. We're in a spiritual warfare, and the spiritual warfare is physical, it's spiritual, and it's techno- technological at the same time. It's not that's not in the scripture. That's just my opinion that uh, Satan or the devil or Lucifer, uh, one of his names uh, is is means knowing one, knowledgeable one. Um, he's the prince in the power of the air. Not just the air we believe, breathe, but all the, all this technology has to be going through our airwaves to be even running. Mm-hmm. Um, even the even the even the greys and the and these alien half breeds, all their technology is is sent through the air and through space. That's Satan's territory, right? And yep. he's in control yep. of this, mm-hmm. and uh, he's not in control of us. No. So saying all this. Um, and this goes for me, we need to be close to the Lord and we need to shed off the things that are holding us back from walking with him the way we should, mm-hmm. uh, be honest with ourselves, with the Lord. Don't, you know, just beat around the bush when you're praying to him, tell him what you really feel. Even if you're angry at him, tell him you're angry. Mm-hmm. You know, That's life's right. been hard. Tell him that. He already uh, knows he anyway. Yeah. It's no yeah. <laughs> so, um, don't mean to just go on about this, but it's hard for me to to, to separate every. I can I see them in separate uh, entities. There's the technology. There's the demonic. There's there's these alternate realities. There's all this time and space uh, things going on with CERN, but it's all being allowed by Yeshua. It's all part of this plan, and I, I want yep. believers out there to understand that they don't have to be afraid. Right. Um, um, the best way, like I said in the beginning, is not to be afraid, is to be knowledgeable about what's going on. Don't be ignorant about what's going on. If you're afraid of something, get on your phone or your tablet or do it the old-fashioned way. Get on, in, a, in the library. Is there such a thing? And um, – <clears throat> And learn about what's going on. Learn about the COVID, what it really is. Learn about uh, these spacecraft now on Tucker Carlson a few nights ago. Did you guys see that segment? He, uh, two no. days ago, he, he brought up uh, UFOs again. And really? he's the only one I know on television that keeps bringing it up. And wow. Yeah, he's, repeat, he's brought it up repeatedly uh, quite a bit in yeah. the last year. Yep. And I guess there, in the next few days or a few weeks, the government's going to come out with more videos about more UFOs and a major announcement. No oh boy. Oh, my and gosh. So, um, and you guys are ahead of the curve because you've been following this for decades. So, But I think um, the program we're on tonight is going to grow substantially because people are going to want to know. They're going to be scared. 
and they want to know what's really going on. Sure. And if you're if you're a non-believer, you should be scared mm-hmm. because yeah. ju- Amen to that. Uh, God's judgment is coming. That's and right. If you know Yeshua, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, just this the last couple of days has just uh, been crazy in the world with everything, not just in our country, but just around the world. Um, you got China flexing its muscle, and people are ignoring China. It's all yeah. about COVID. Yeah. And I always, and when this stuff happens, like COVID, or um, when they try to get Trump for collusion, I always think to myself, when the news is nothing but that, I always think, what are they? What are they hiding? Right. What's really right. going on? Look yeah, they're doing something else. Yeah. yeah. And usually, a few months later or a year later, it comes out what was really going on, but it's too late because it's already happened. Exactly. You know, so, now, now there's a lot of rumble, uh, grumbling about um, China working. Uh, there's going to be another plague, and this one's going to be the bubonic plague. They're bringing a big old uh, number one hit back, you know, back, and that's going to be the next one. You know, when they start kicking this stuff around, it was right about the time when uh, everybody starts to forget about it. Boom, then it happens, you know. So, right. Uh, uh, it's just... And it's happened. Anything, everything is happening so quick, so fast. It's like no one individual has enough time to try to keep up with all of this. This is where we got to start working as a team. We got to start working, you know, um, to to work with each other and promote each other. Try quit trying to. I guess not. We're not really grandstanding. I think it's been so hard for so many of us to try to get anybody to listen to us, so that we get desperate. But then. Unfortunately, we get competitive. We got to stop the competition. This isn't a competition. You're not going to get gold stars for being the first or, you know, um, or whatever. We got to work together as a body and, and as a team. And when we start doing that, we're going to be able to keep up with all this stuff because there's just not enough for one or two people working together on it. I mean, just with the four of us even. There's not enough to keep up. We need everybody else. I mean, I thank God that people are sending me all these videos all the time. I can't get to all of them, but sometimes every now and then I get something major significant that I didn't even wasn't even aware of. Mm-hmm. And thank God that, you know, and but I don't grab it and say, Oh, look what I got. No, look what look what someone blessed me with. Look what you know, look at this person's work. And you know, yeah. sometimes I'll credit the person that forwarded it to me. Um, other times I'll just, you know, this is good on his own merit. I don't, I'm not going to take the material, redo it as if I come up with it. And too many times, that's what's going on. And that's just a waste of time redundantly doing something that someone else already did a good job of doing. Right. right. And, and when you look at it, um, Jesus said, freely, freely, you have received, freely, freely give. Yes. You know, everything that we get, you know, that's been vetted in, with the Bible or by the Bible, excuse me is something that God has given to us. So basically he's the he's the he's the provider. Uh Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Jireh or Yahweh Yahweh. It has it's how it's pronounced, but so you know, he's the ultimate source. He's the ultimate uh uh knowledge giver when it comes to these things. And he gives it to he like he, he gives Brian a piece and me a piece and Eric a piece and Jim a piece. And pretty soon, you know, those piece, those four pieces interlock. And then, you know, we have one of our listeners might write and say, well, I've got a piece here. And then, and then we just keep putting it all together like some gigantic jigsaw puzzle. And yep. pretty soon, you know, you have yourself a picture. And, 
So you know the, the ultimate credit goes to him. I uh, and you have a, you have a strong chain link. Fence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now when I when I authored, and I'm going to say authored because I didn't write it. Um, the the book that um, <laughs> it's funny when you forget your own book. It's uh, uh, <laughs> hilarious. Remember that uh, other guy? Uh, sounds like a real good seller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um you know people use oh yeah fantastic book you know and i'm like well you know when you look at the content you know because i've read through it a few times and i'm like i didn't write that there's no way that i had to see you know myself had the intelligence to put together the sentence structure the way it was put together to put together the the uh, the chapters the way they were put together to have the idea that that you know we were going to put the aliens on trial and and things like that so you know and and, and I'm like no don't don't give me the credit I don't want the credit and <clears throat> and um I have found that um th- there was a reason um that it didn't sell well and that it went out of publication and I think that well, one person said that it was um, it was before its time, you know, and, and and I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, um, what what it allowed me to do, because I I wrote to the publisher and I I had him turn over the rights to me, and he did that. And I was really surprised that he did that. Um, but um, it gave me the license to to change things around because some things needed to be taken out of it. Or someone needed to be taken out of it, and uh, and it, it also allowed me to, after doing that, to post it online, so that now it's 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 free for everybody. Now, I'm not saying that you know all believers that write books should do that because because that's not the way it is. But this particular book, I feel, um, if it's before its time, people can download it now, and then when you know when they start putting two and two together. And they read the book, and it comes up to be four. And the but, name of the book is Unholy Communion, by the way. Um, so when they put Unholy Communion together with what's going on, then they'll be able to see, you know, that these things are fallen angelic in nature. That, uh, yes, there are some man-made UFOs, but there are also demonic UFOs or, or fallen, angel, fallen angelic UFOs. And how they're vehicles to get from one reality to another through that chain link fence, by the way. And um, so it's it's just important to realize, like you said, that, you know, we all have pieces of the puzzle and we do have to work together. We we have to, to become, what is it? Um, there's a scripture that talks about uh, a single strand isn't that, that strong, but a cord of uh, many strands, yeah. I think, is, is, strong, is a strong cord. Three cord, yeah. Yeah, Three okay. Cord. I, I couldn't yeah. remember it, but... But anyway, there's strength in numbers. Um, and I, you know, I hate to use this as a, a reference, but, you know, you watch these people that are out on, uh, you know, joining hands and, and blocking off freeways. Now, anybody that wanted to could just gun the gas and go right through those people. But for some, some reason. People, some people do. Yeah, I know. More and more, it seems like. But there seems when people see that, they see a strength and they see a unity. You know, and I, I, I also think they see that if, you know, if they get halfway through and their car run, conks out on them, that they're going to get pummeled to death. But um, 
they see that strength and unity. And I think if we could do that as, as believers and not just the four of us, but everybody, uh, there's a guy named Tim who's in the chat room right now. And there's wind song that's in the chat room. They, they, they're regular listeners and they come in and, and you know, they, they thank us for the show, but they also, by writing what this, this fella has written and also wind song, it's encouraged me tonight, you know, so they brought encouragement to me which makes me want to spur on and go farther and farther, you know? So um, just like that chain link fence, they're, they're supplying something to me that I need. They're supplying one of those knots that holds me to, to the, um, the, uh, ultimately Jesus or Yeshua holds, holds us all together, but their words are enabling my little square of the fence to become stronger because it's hooked up to Brian's square of the fence, and that's hooked up to Eric's mm-hmm. square of the fence. You know, so all around me, I have all these little squares that that are tied to me because of Jesus, Yeshua. And it it just makes things all the more better. And um, I always think of the prophet, um, I think it was Elijah, how he uh, he was sitting in a cave one day, and he was... He was all bummed out because uh, Jezebel and uh, Ahab were after him, and he thought they were closing in on him. And he said, Lord, he says, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, Lord, am I the only one that's left? You know, what's going to happen? I'm the only one that's left. And the Lord spoke to him and said, no. And I think he said there's 2,000 others that haven't bowed to the knee to Baal, you know. And so he received encouragement there. Like like these people are giving me encouragement here on the on the chat room. But um so he knew that there there were other people that were were fighting in the cause, and just like we know, the four of us know, like like the two people that are in the chat room now, and then others that are listening now, and others that'll listen later and agree uh, in the spirit with what we're doing, and we're all we're all working together, kind of separately right now. But there's going to become a time when. Um, you know, we're going to have to interface in, in different ways because, you know, this I, I let me sidetrack real quick. I, um, I I posted, I think it was on Facebook. It might have been on Twitter or uh, Parler. But um, I said, you know, everybody is is um, is exalting the fact that, yay, Trump has sent the federal troops into Portland. And I'm happy about that, too. And I don't know if you heard the news, but uh the mayor of Portland now wants the uh, the Portland police to arrest the soldiers that Trump is sending there. That ought, <laughs> that ought to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you keep Portland weird is their motto, and boy, they, they live up to it. But anyway, um, so where was I going with this? Um, so there you go. Okay, they're exulting in the fact that that uh, Trump's in there and he's he's got the the federal police in there doing that. And I never even knew we had federal police other than the FBI. But, you know, I, we need to read up more on that. But I said, you know, this is a good thing. But I want you to think further down the line that be careful what you ask or pray for because you might get it. Now, yes, this is really nice now because Trump's in office. And, and hopefully after the next four years when Trump can't be in office anymore, maybe one of his sons or maybe it'll be JFK Jr. or whoever will be the president and we might we might go 10 12 14 maybe 20 years um with things uh, in the status quo but getting better and but there's going to come a time when there's going to be one of the enemy you know a leftist or a communist whatever you want to call them 
that gets into the office and he's going to take over that those federal police. And what are they going to be going after? They're going to be going after me and you and 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 uh, me and you, Jim and Eric and, and Brian and stuff like that. Um, so we really have to be careful about what we ask for and and keep in prayer that um, when when things start to sour, that maybe these this, these federal police won't be around anymore or, or something of that that matter. But um, what 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 the what God can use for us. Um, can be turned around quite quickly, actually, and be used for evil. Now, when when Hitler first started, he had his brown shirts, um, the SA, and they did a lot of um, kind. Of, and I'm, believe me, I'm not calling the federal police the SA or the SS. Okay, I'm just using this as an example. So they cleaned up a lot of yeah, they they cleaned up a lot of um, the communists and stuff like that, and um, they took a lot of. Uh, sexual deviance out of the way until it was realized that a lot of them were that way. But, um, <laughs> and they were used for a purpose. And then Hitler got rid of them with the SS and the, the, the night of the long knives, I think they called it, um, where all the, uh, the SA yeah. officers were basically assassinated and then the SS took over. So, you know, yes, the SA were, were praised because of what they were doing. They were basically, in the eyes of many Germans, they were they were ridding the the fatherland of the um, the malcontents and those that were causing trouble, supposedly. But at the same time, they they were all slaughtered and taken over by the SS, which went after other groups like the Jews and stuff like that. Well, the SA did too, but not in the way that the SS did. And so. Um, after the war, you know, a lot of Germans tried to cop that out and say, well, we didn't know what was going on. And, and there probably were a few that didn't, but I think the majority did. <clears throat> but <clears throat> they would have made themselves culpable if they would have admitted that they knew what the SA was doing or the SS. But um, so, you know, we, we have to people have a tendency of of looking at the current, you know, maybe this week, next week, uh, maybe a month down the road. But. You know, we need to look farther down the road and see the, the ramifications and possibilities that could happen with some of the stuff that's going on right now and, and be in constant prayer that, you know, that somebody doesn't come in, that uh, that uh, Sleepy Joe doesn't get elected or, frankly, I think Hillary's going to come in and try to take over the nomination. But um, that's, that remains to be seen. But um you know, somebody like that gets in and it's, it's going to flip flop all the way around. So we need to keep in, keep in prayer that, um, first of all, I always pray, Lord, your will be done, you know, because you can't go wrong praying that, um, cause his will will be done and, and we want it, but we don't necessarily know what that will is all the time. Um, but we just have to keep, keep in prayer that, you know, we're following his will and that we're willing to accept the bad as well as we're willing to accept the good because like you said earlier that um uh you were quoting somebody that said you know that 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 this has to happen it was brian that said this has to happen in order for all things to be fulfilled remember when when um yeshua or jesus was um uh i can't remember what the scenario is but he said all these things must happen so that all is fulfilled you know now the, yep. the, the disciples right. were probably like, oh, oh, well, yeah, oh, you know, but we don't want you to go to the cross, you know, we don't want you to be crucified and stuff like that. 
But what would have happened if that would have become true and he wasn't? Uh, there would be an atonement for sin, and mankind would still be in perpetual sin. Uh, I mean, many still are, but there's no way out. There would have been no way out had he not gone to the cross. And then what yeah. I like to well, I like to point out to all the Gentiles that have, you know, uh, called me a Christ killer or, or Jews Christ killers and stuff like that is that um, you need to go back and, and study your history. You need to go back and read your Bible because obviously you haven't read it because my Bible says that the Romans are the ones that scourged them. The Romans were the ones that made the crown of thorns. The Romans were the ones that beat him and said prophecy, you know, who hit you. The Romans were the ones that made him carry his own cross to Golgotha, and the Romans were the ones that drove the nails in his arms, in his in his arms and legs, you know. So the Romans really were the ones that uh, crucified Jesus, and you know we we got to be thankful that it was the Romans because I you know in my in my heart of hearts, I'm I'm thinking that in a way helped the Gentiles to participate in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus or Yeshua. Um, and having participated in it, it gave them the right, although it was prophesied, you know, many centuries before that they would, but it gave them the right to, to participate in, in the, in the shed blood of, of, of our Lord. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of uncanny how that worked out actually. But, um, so we don't know what's going to happen from, from day to day, moment to moment, hour to hour. Um, but we can rest assured that God's got everything under control, like we were talking about earlier, and that um, whatever happens, happens. And that doesn't mean that if somebody – oh, I, I got so I got so angry one day. We were I was in a um, singles – singles group? No, it was a men's meeting down in Sacramento. And um, we were talking about the right to bear arms, and there's this one guy in there that, that didn't agree with the right to bear arms. Now, you know, he's free to have his own opinion. And that's that's cool. But uh, so one of the brothers um, laid out a scenario for him. Um, some stranger breaks into your house and starts raping your daughter. What do you do? And I couldn't believe this guy. He said, well, you know what? It was probably God's will for that to happen. And he, so the guy goes, would you intervene? And he goes, no, I wouldn't, because it's God's will for that to happen. Oh, God. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, you had about 15 or 20 guys that wanted to jump across that table and just strangle that guy, <laughs> telling you. And, I, wonder uh, what his wife, I wonder what his wife felt about that one. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I wondered about it, too. But, uh, Doghouse for you tonight, buddy. Yeah, and forevermore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, so there, yes, things are God's will, but, you know, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't tell us not to intervene if we see bodily harm coming to a brother or sister. You know, one right. of the one of the uh, people listening just wrote "oi," <laughs> uh, and so uh, anyway, uh, so we we are to intervene in certain situations, but we're to when when it comes down to brass tacks and we've prayed and. You know, we've tried to do everything legislative-wise and everything else, and, and we see that we're kicking at the goad, so to speak. Um, we got to stop and take a pause and think, maybe maybe this is happening. Maybe this is has happened for things to be fulfilled. Um, like the United States in prophecy, and we know that the United States is in prophecy, you know, but we don't know how long and to what extent necessarily. And... Um, 
there, there may come a time when uh, this, this nation is either converted into something else or destroyed. And, you know, we have to come to terms with the facts that uh, that, that, that may happen. And if it happens, well, you know, <laughs> worrying about it is not going to change it. There's nothing that any one of us can do by ourselves. Collectively, we can pray and and pray that, that God would stave that off. And I think that's why Trump's in office, actually. Because the uh, the prayers of so many believers went up that uh, you know Lord yep. you know we we need we need some salvation even if it's a temporary reprieve from what's going on and I believe those prayers are honored and that's why Trump's in office today but uh, yeah. you know so we ju- we just have to um, if there, if I'm going to emphasize well, anything they, it's keep in they prayer did two, Dave they did two things though they prayed but they went out and voted. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> in spite of what they thought, in spite of the machines being rigged, or this was that and that was this. You know what? They went out and voted. Right. And it was the only way it could happen. They could have sat there and prayed their brains out, but if they hadn't voted, and if nobody went out and voted, right. the devil's sitting there just laughing. Yeah, and they, and they took action. Like I said, you know, there's, there's some yeah, things that right, we just have right. to take action in. Yep. And, and, it's, right. and, it's, and hopefully, because I don't know, the never Trumpers just totally befuddle me. You know, they remind me of the basically kind of, um, for lack of better words, forgive me if I'm using wrong words, but people that are on the dole, welfare recipients, they want, they want to receive, they want to, I I gotta do something here. Not all welfare recipients are bad. Okay. And there, there are people that can't work. There are people that are hungry. the system is made to make them dependent on it. And if they right. don't know how to fight it, the system to get out, uh, it, the blame isn't too much on them. And they're penalized for trying to make forward progress. Right. And the, then the, the, the never Trumpers are, are that way. You know, they want all the, they want all the blessings and all the resources, but they don't want to do anything to, to make it happen. And, you know, that's basically cutting off your nose to spite your face. And, um, if you're that way, then uh, God help you, because you're, you're given an opportunity. And we are, you know, I used to think that the system was rigged, and for the most part it is. But the fact that Trump was elected, first of all, is, is a miracle. It's a, it's a God-given miracle, uh, no doubt about it. But second of all, God used his people to get out there and vote for this right. man. So you, you have faith, and you have, what is it, the... Uh, uh, scripture says two things. Action. It says faith without works is death, but it also said works without faith is death, if I'm not mis- mistaken, or something like that. So right. fa- faith and works have to work together in order to be effective. So you can't just sit there. And I, I remember when um, when I first got saved, um, I heard about the rapture, and I was, this was back in 1979, and I was I was convinced that the rapture was going to happen. You know within the next month or so from my getting saved. I I don't know why I thought I was so special, but uh, anyway, so I just kind of sat around. I used to latch hook rugs. So, you know, when I was younger and so that's what I did. And uh, you know, my dad was like, you know, you got to get out there and get a job. And I, and I said, well, you know, but the Lord might, well, you know, but he might not come for another 20 or 30 years. And what are you going to do? Just sit here. He's I'm not going to pay for that. You know, and so, you know, I, I got a reality check and I, I went out and thank God I went out and got a job because the Lord has tarried, you know, in my in- estimate, he's tarried. And um, 
And, uh, you know, it, it could be tomorrow. It could be uh, two years from now. And, and, um, I can't live under the assumption that, uh, you know, he's, he's, um, going to come tomorrow. So I have to just, uh, I have to be out. You notice in, in the, when he's talking about the, the taking away the harpazo that he says that one is at the mill and another one's working out in the field. And uh, another one was sleeping, um, but, you know, you got to sleep. But um, everybody was active. Nobody was just sitting around. And that's what I one of the big faults I find in a church is everybody wants to receive the blessings, but nobody wants to go out and do any of the work. I had a pastor tell me one time that there was a 95-5 principle, that 5% of the people did 95% of the work. That's and, pretty much it. Yeah, and as I as yeah. I grew in my faith, I realized that was the truth. You know, and it's not just the, the physical work. It's not just the the counseling and everything else. It is the whole kit and caboodle of the faith. You know, they, people just, um, you know, okay, I go every Sunday and I go on holidays to church and maybe on a Wednesday night. I'm okay with God. I'm, I'm good. Um, and, but I think that, you know, that is a scant minority of, of allowable um, people that, you know, God would grant that to. You know, you're going to have your feeble and stuff like that that can't get out and do anything. But at the same time, you know, whether it's doing a radio show like the four of us are doing or going out on the street and passing out tracks or something like that, we need to be active. We need to be doing things so that we're helping other people to either um, increase their faith or to to get faith in the first place, you know. And, um, so I, you know, I, I just don't understand the mentality sometimes of the, uh, the never Trumpers and the, uh, and the pew sitters and stuff like that. Uh, but they're always the, the pew sitters are always the first ones that when you tell them you got you're doing a ministry yeah. to help UFO uh, abductees and, and, um, and to inform people about what's going on, you know, they're the first one to shake their head or laugh and everything else. Well, you know, there's a saying that he who laughs last laughs loudest. And I'm not necessarily going to laugh at, you know, uh, on that day when awards are handed out in heaven or rewards, I should say, not awards. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be, well, you know what? I, I told them, you know, that's all I could do was tell, tell them or, or exhibit what was supposed to be happening. And then they refused to listen. So anyway, I'll just, um, I'll give up the forum now because I, you really need to drink my last sip of coffee here, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> my throat's starting to get a little raw. So anyway, um, continue on, <clears throat> gentlemen. Um, hey, um, when you said we were mentioning Dave about the church and the Never Trumpers, I mean, I, I I think part of this is. Obviously, Trump is put in there by God, is what you said, and I agree 100%. And I'm thinking, the more, you know what this, you know what this pandemic is showing me? Who's, I, and only God knows the heart for sure, but you can tell a person by their actions and what they talk about and what comes out of their mouth. If you're at work and you're working with some guy or somebody for the first time, within 24 hours, after a couple of days of work, you kind of know where they're coming from. You right. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, it's showing me the church is pretty much asleep. Right. It, somebody they've been on Ambien for a long time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, they, 
they they are us and i'm not saying I, i'm a, a super christian and i'm not that what i'm talking about when the pandemic first started we all kind of like you know okay we got to lock down for a couple of weeks i get it but now it's been what five months right and in california california here they shut the churches down indefinitely right two weeks ago and said it's, we don't know when they're gonna open back up it's insane and 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 you know i i grew up baptist and then i turned more pentecostal now i'm a baptomatic and I'm a charismatic. I'm a Baptist. I'm kind Baptomatic. of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something that Pope Peel so, would sell online. Right. <laughs> I'm a crazy Baptomatic, Pentecostal, spirit-filled Christian. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as you get older, your edges get a little worn down. Life kind of takes you and mellows you out. Um, I'm not as dogmatic about the Baptist this, the Pentecostals that. Uh, as long as we agree on that the Lord Jesus is Lord and he died for our sins and the way you go to heaven is through him. Right. Uh, that's a big one. And there's a church down here, John MacArthur. You guys might have heard of him. Yeah. Uh, conservative, very oh, conservative yeah. Bible teacher. Um, he opened up. Actually, he never closed 100 percent. His church is massive. It's one of the biggest churches in L.A. County. It's, I think, 10,000. It's huge. His sanctuary holds 3,500. And in Oregon, in Eugene, as you know, Dave, the Holt Center holds 2,500. Right. So it's 1,000 more than the Holt Center. And he has several services. And he did kind of shut down, you know, and social distancing did all that. I have a point to this. And... But then he, uh, the governor said you can open up with at least 100. You're going to have to have a separate. So he did that. And then they shut him down again. And right. he wrote a letter. I encourage you to go to uh, look up John MacArthur, look up his church, and read the letter that he wrote to uh, other churches and to the governor. And he had church Sunday, and 5,000 people showed up. Wow. And – uh, 3,500 in his congregation in the building, and they had to set a tent up for another 1,500. Wow. And he said, as many want to come, you can wear a mask if you want. If you want a social distance, that's up to you. Come and worship. Because governor, the governor here even said we couldn't sing. There was right. no singing allowed mm-hmm. in the church. Right. No worship. That's and, and as a blatant attack, not just against, the, I think it's the First Amendment, but against... Uh, and he, in his letter, he didn't even bring up the amendments. He didn't bring up our Constitution. He brought up biblical grounds. We are commanded to worship God, period. Right. And you have to read it. And he got a lot of flack from a lot of churches and believers for what he yeah, did. Oh, you're going to kill us. You're going to, you're, what are you doing? You're, we need to honor the king. God wants us to honor the king, honor, honor our authorities. God, uh... you know. What are you doing this for? And but five thousand people still showed up. Hmm. And I'm saying this to anybody that's hearing this, it's a believer. Yes, we need to obey our governors and our bosses, and we're commanded that, but we're also commanded to obey God. And when when man's laws contradicts God's laws, that's when we have to draw the line. Right. At the beginning of the pandemic, I, you know, I was on board social distancing and all that, but it's been pretty much proven that this pandemic is not as bad as it's 
says it's going to be. Right. Yes, I know people who've gotten sick and died, but I know people who've died of the flu. Uh-huh. And and you, this is the first time in human history quarantine the healthy, not the sick. Right. Yep. And I would say to anybody out there, if you're afraid, that's not the Lord. The Lord does not want us to be in fear of anything, even death, right. yeah, even sickness. God, use wisdom, but God has our days numbered. He has our plan for us. He wants us to walk in power and confidence and in victory in this life. Mm-hmm. And Satan is using this whole thing as part of the world plan to squelch the church, to hold us back. We can't lay hands on people. You can't physically pray for people. You can't physically talk to people. That's yep. not God's will, especially it says, as you see the day approaching, do not forsake the assembling of the saints. We're right. commanded that. That's a command. So I'm saying all this because it all ties in with what's going on in the world in the last few years. Mm-hmm. One world government, then God's government. The two right. are colliding in this realm of realities. Both those worlds are colliding right now as we speak in the first time in human history. It's never been like this, ever. Right, right. And both the spiritual side, we have Satan on one side, you have our father on the other, and on the on the physical side, you have um, technology on one side that's good for us, but yet now it's being used against us to track us. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other side saying, oh, it's okay, it's for your own good. Mm-hmm. And I would say to believers, this is the time to stand up and push back, go to your church, start meeting in homes, start praying. This is the time because I can tell you right now what the scripture says in the heavenly realm, there is a battle raging. We're talking about realities and different dimensions. There's a dimension. And in that dimension right now, demons and angels are going head to head for us. Right. Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Elijah's servant or Elisha, or Elisha's servant? Correct me if I'm wrong. They were surrounded by the enemy, and he mm-hmm. prayed, God, show my servant what's really going on. Elisha. Yeah. Elisha. Yeah. There were yeah. thousands, and not hundreds of thousands of angels around the physical army that was about to attack them. Right. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Satan wants us to get all wrapped up in all this other stuff. And lose our focus on what's really going on. That's what's going on. What happens in heaven happens on the earth. What happens in the spirit realm happens in the physical realm. Right. It's just the way yep. it is. Right. And God even said, the things that you see are temporary. The things you don't see are eternal. Mm-hmm. So what we see today and the way the world looks today will not be like this 100 years from now or 200 years from now. Right. It just won't be. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm preaching to myself, but I'm also preaching to people listening. Don't be afraid of what's going on. Start meeting. Start praying in groups if your church isn't meeting. Start being believers. This is what God wants us to do. And I believe in the spirit realm, as we push back against this wave of evil and technology and world order, we will see, uh, we will see victory. Because when it's the time for the new king, the, the world order to show up, it will be here. But until then, we need to fight and we need to push back, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, this 
these realities are all converging right now. I mean, I can't believe I'm living in a time where I'm even saying this because if I said this 20 years ago, you guys would have hauled me off, you know, yeah. but, or maybe you hold me off anyway, as long as the food's good. I don't mind. So <laughs> <laughs> they eat better than we do, so, I think. Yeah. But it's just, um, I, I see what you're talking about, Dave, and I agree a hundred percent. And, um, the church is asleep. We've been rocked to sleep by technology, by the fatness of the land that God has blessed us to live in, mm -hmm. by things, by relationships. And I, I'm just to blame, too. And it's just we've got to wake up. And um, the best way to fight a spiritual warfare is on your knees and yeah. in the word. And uh, technology will never replace that. No alien spacecraft or technology will ever replace that or beat it. That's right. And because the very things that we're talking about, God allowed them to be made. He allowed them to be in existence. Mm -hmm. And he's got the delete button. If he wants to delete, you know, um, I'm done after this. Uh, there's a verse. Uh, I, I can't remember Peter or Timothy that the the elements will burn with an intense heat. Right. The heavens will burn. And, and, and God basically, I don't know how he does it, but he does it. And when I think, when I, now that I read that, I look at it totally different. I look, when I hear, when I read that passage, I think it's not just this reality. It's all the other ones. He's going to clean it all out. <clears throat> He's going to make it all new. <clears throat> all this garbage that's in these different realities in different dimensions mm -hmm. um that day i i think is approaching pretty quickly and oh. i think i think these dimensions know it yeah and they're scared they are scared well it says that he uh satan was uh was cast on earth and he was furious because he knew that his time was short yeah you know? right and he, and he knows his time is short and he's doing everything he can and I would exhort believers also, um, in, in addition to what you said, is that uh, get rid of things that are bad influences in your life. Um, yeah. We we here um, we gave we had a satellite television set up, Dish Network, and we finally gave it up. Um, we were watching something purely innocent. And there was a commercial. I guess there's a new drug now that uh, the uh, HGBTQRSTUVWXYZ um, community can take, so that uh, so that if they take it before they have relations, they won't they won't come down with AIDS. And I mean, new fudge brownie M and M's. At Safe we're committed to taking care of you and your dog. What's going on? No sorry, I hit a wrong button. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Makes me want to get fudge brownie M&Ms. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, were watching, we were watching this, you know, just a regular television show, and all of a sudden this commercial comes on with this. And, I mean, I mean, it had guys, you know, holding hands with guys, girls holding hands, and it had a um, tra tranny, whatever, and he or she – well, actually, I think it was a probably a he that was trans transferring, translating, transducing, or whatever um, to the other side, which never works. You know, your your DNA never lies. But um, 
and they said, and he said something like, yes, and it's, it's perfect for kings and queens and all kinds of royalty. And I went, that's it. You know, and I, I told Barbara, I says, we're getting rid of Dish Network and she fully agreed. So, um, we, we have things that we can choose to watch now that, you know, we're, we won't get interrupted, or at least I thought so, uh, because today there was a, a an advertisement about the mask. You know, about wearing a mask. And right at the end, of it says, please, please uh, be kind and don't go out and kill somebody today. Meaning if you don't wear a mask, you're going to go out and kill somebody. You know, and I'm like, oh, man, even on these other, you know, off channels and stuff, they're they're doing this. But but um, I could put up with that a lot easier because that's the thing that's going to this whole COVID thing is going to end November 4th. Trust you me, um, when, when the election happens and Trump's reelected, um, this, this is all to disturb that and to try to bring in a new world order. And then the new world order is going to realize that it's not going to happen for another four years. And then it'll be interesting to see what they try to do next. But, um, but you know, the music that you listen to, be careful with it. Uh, we were talking about Bohemian Rhapsody today, that song by Queen. And, um, if you look at that song, um, there's a part of it um, where he says, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, can you do the fantastic? Well, if you look up Scaramouche, it's a dem- demonic entity. Um, Beelzebub has said, a devil said, put his, put his devil set aside for me. So he's talking about Beelzebub. And there's another word in there, too, that's uh, Vistilachna is a German false god. So the whole song is basically... Um, talking about false gods, and it's a very catchy song. It really is, uh, until you start listening to the lyrics and start looking it up, and you realize that you know they're they're trying to indoctrinate me by by putting these false gods in here and getting me to sing the song. And once you start singing the song, it's like uh, John Lennon's or was it George Harrison's "My Sweet Lord." How many of us sang that song when it first came out, thinking that was the guy was singing about Jesus? You know, right away, you know, for the first week or so, you're singing it. And then you realize that at the end, he's going Vishnu, Vishnu, you know, holly, holly, Vishnu. And and you realize, you know, this isn't Jesus he's singing about. He's singing about the Hindu Lord, Shiva, or excuse me, Krishna. And um, so look at look at what you're reading and what you're saying and what you're listening to and and everything else, and uh, do some research. And my goodness, we got the Internet in front of us. We we have the ability to look up anything we want to look up to find out its origins, you know? And and we just don't do that enough, you know? it's um, uh, I've been uh, de- messing around kind of. I, you know, I, I'm kind of iffy about it, but with the uh, Gamatria and, and looking up people's names, and I found out, that a lot of times it really describes what their characters are like. And, um, and, uh, you know, and you look up people like in Joseph, um, I can't remember his middle name, Biden. And, and you see that, uh, yeah, he's living up to what the, the, the numerical value of his name is and stuff like that. Now I wouldn't do that to, um, condemn anybody or anything else. It's just a kind of like a hobby that I find kind of interesting. And, um, and basically that's what led me to the Biden goes to CERN thing. Um, because there was a thing, uh, actually basically one of the numeric equivalences 
uh, Biden uh, visit CERN, I think it was. So that caused me to look it up, and sure enough, he did visit CERN. Um, but um, so, you know, even with that, you got to be careful. So I don't know. I, I think that um, <laughs> uh, prayer, prayer is a very important thing. Before you do anything, pray. Except, you know, well, even the Bible, you know, if you're going to read the Bible, Lord, you know, tell me what you want to reveal to me in your word today. You know, um, going going shopping, um, you know, we, I've gone out several times and prayed, you know, like car shopping, let's say. Uh, Lord, you know, stop me from making a big mistake if I'm going to make one today because I can't, you know, car salesmen see me coming and, you know, that's that's all she wrote. And I'm usually driving off the lot with something new. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just pray, you know, if, if I'm going to be doing something stupid, keep it from happening. You know, and, and several times, you know, it's like everything you tried to do to get the stupid thing didn't work. You know, and um, what you buy at the store, you know, Lord, help me buy food that's healthy for me that will nourish my body. Um, all that kind of stuff. It's it's you can't go wrong. You know, if if you pray for him to basically run the run your life, um, and I think that's why uh, David uh, emphasized several times in Psalms that he prayed in the morning. You know, what better time to pray? Well, first of all, I think when you wake up, you're more in tune with the spirit than you are during the rest of the day because you've woken up fresh and you don't have all those hindrances and things that you know you've gone through during the day. I mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't pray all day long, but in the morning, I think you're more susceptible or to to hearing his voice and and accomplishing his will should he speak to you. But um, anyway, um, everything should be prefaced with, with prayer, I think, anyway. And I, I find myself lacking in that many times, you know, and, and uh, I could beat myself up about it or I could just say, okay, well, I didn't do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow and, and make sure I do it tomorrow. But um, anyway, so, you know, we need to start looking at uh, he's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. OK, now we are already clean through through his blood. And, you know, we are his bride. The church is his bride. And but that doesn't give us a license to to make bad decisions, to go out and do things that we shouldn't do. So um, basically, you know, if man, if you don't do anything else, start your day in prayer. And pray throughout the day, and I think that you'll find that everybody will find that um, it's um, it's definitely beneficial in our lives, and in, in the order of our lives, and, and what we do or don't do for the Lord. So, I'm done. Is everybody there? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Was, Scared me. I was, waiting for Char- <laughs> I was waiting for Charlie Brown. You know. Uh, if he, oh, his great, is it, if he had his great pumpkin with him. Or not. I was going to wait about another five or seven or eight minutes for that. So, But uh, we've been on for an hour and 47 minutes. So, I mean, again, if, if you guys are ready, that's that's okay. We can do it. Well, but um, I, I got to get up early. I got a big day tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so coming up, um, we got Jonathan Gray. Hopefully he'll answer me soon. I um, I read a book by um, a guy named Ray Crow, and it's called Bigfoot in Lynn County, Oregon. That's where I reside, so which was real interesting. And I went to write to him and found out that he died about six years ago. 
Um, so oh. I, I contacted a, uh, a cryptid uh, museum of all places. And it's funny because it said Portland. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, that's about the only reason I'd go to Portland. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, I was, I was looking and then it's, it, it was given directions and it said off of I-95. And then I realized it's Portland, Maine. Not Portland, Oregon. So we're not going to be going Whoops. there anytime soon. So. But I've, I sent an email to them and I asked them if they had a Bigfoot expert that would want to come on. The book is very good. Um, and it said that people look at it three ways as a real creature, as a um, as a figment of the imagination or as a spiritual or um, interdimensional being which I was really interested that he would even put that in the book. So it was a bummer that he's, you know, not around anymore, but um, hopefully we can have somebody on. I think it's a very interesting subject. Um, I lean towards the uh, mm-hmm. interdimensional aspect of Bigfoot um, just because of some evidences that I've read about that seem to be um, congruent with uh, most of the sightings. But so, um, and if you guys can think of any other uh, thing, let me know, and I'll try to research out uh, people that m- might be able to come on. And we uh, we haven't had a chemtrail. Hey, have you guys seen any chemtrails? I haven't seen chemtrails in a couple of months, maybe three months now. Oh no, I we've had them all over today. Any any day that is cloudless in the sky, by noontime we've got a uh, clear, thick covering of uh, chemtrail. Okay, so it's still yeah, going I- on. I saw one. I saw one down here a few days ago when I was driving, and I actually saw the aircraft making the, the chem, making the trail. I actually saw it. Oh really? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe we're getting a break up here or something because this the sky has never been bluer and never clearer. Um, it, it since I've wow. lived here anyway. So um, I don't know. Maybe they don't think that uh, blue states are worth it. Or well, you're in a blue state. Jim, so. <laughs> I'm in a blue. Yeah, I'm in a blue yeah. state. Both of you guys are. Eric is the the blessed one in the red state. We are. So, but, I live uh, in a utopia. What state, what state are you in, Eric? State of South Dakota. Wow. So you don't have any restrictions or anything like that, or? No, we have we have freedom from tyranny here. <laughs> you're South Dakota. <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I live well, in actually. I live in the largest city in the state of South Dakota. We have a Republican mayor and a Republican governor, and a dominantly Republican um, uh, state Congress. So, um, wow. The Democrats, actually, Democrats. When I came here in the '80s, when I was a kid, de- uh, the Democrats actually had power and everything. They had the uh, senators, the House, um, even in the Senate. The only thing that they didn't have was the governor. Um, but that's all gone. They lost it all. And uh, there's hardly even any – they have hardly any power even left here. Well, They're that's like great. Extinct, almost extinct. Wow. Um, so I'd start buying some real estate because uh, there's going to be a lot of Californians moving well, in to buy property. I wasn't – I was going to tell you this, um, but um, – um, it's almost confirmed, but uh, Amazon has a distribution center in Minneapolis, and the word on the street is they are moving out, and they are coming here to where I'm at. Great. Wow. Great. Yep. So, but that's kind of the thing I start, I'm gonna, you're actually going to start seeing, you're going to see a lot of these corporations and stuff start to leave these areas, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, just like. 
you know, Tesla. They're going to move out of California. They're moving to Texas. Um, they've had enough, you know. It's just, you know, yeah. just there's just going to be kind of a judgment upon certain areas of the country, you know, particularly. So, yeah. But, you know, um, uh, just so Dave, just so you know. Yeah. I haven't told uh, Laura yet, but we're going to move back to Oregon. Oh, wow. Great. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, I've got to get it. I've got a really good job here. So when I find a really good job in Oregon, we're moving back probably to Southern Oregon to the Rogue Valley. Oh, anywhere closer, man. Anywhere. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> I've, we've had enough. Uh, it's like, there's so much Kool-Aid down here. They put it in dispensers in all the buildings now. There's so much Kool-Aid. <laughs> I believe so, it. Where, where do you live at? I live in uh, 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 Los Angeles County in Redondo Beach. Oh boy! Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in he's yeah. in the center of uh, of Man. the hornet's nest, so to speak. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the riots be, got soon within to become about, like Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, the riots got within four miles of my house. Yeah. Um, no. So. No. Well, on, we'll, on a on the other hand, I have a new neighbor. Home, hopefully, coming to town actually just eight miles away from where my museum is the national headquarters for the united states space force nice just desires to move the the number one on their list they want to move to detroit or the area i think they move their headquarters is going to be eight miles away from here do you realize the biggest audience that i need to reach for jesus is the is the astronaut program oh you're Uh, not kidding Oh, yep. God, I can't yeah. wait. I just see that as, you know, and I ask everybody that are listening audience, pray, please pray for that to happen. I think I think the Lord's already jumped my heart and said, this is, Jim, this is why it's all coming together. Yeah. And this is the way it's going to be. I just see that as a perfect plan. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I think that Michigan's, Michigan's going to turn into a red state here pretty soon. So I think oh, between, yeah. between your... Uh, your governor and uh, and some of the other things that are going on there, I think that uh, it's going to tip. Gretchen von uh, von Whitmer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I someone posted that they were more afraid of Democrats than they are of uh, COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, for that. You know, when they when they start changing their names from governor to warlord, then you know we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I have to think that people have to look back and say these people that are elected are allowing people to burn cities, you know, parts yeah. of cities down, hurt the own their own citizens that they're supposed to serve, and just allow, mm-hmm. allow chaos to reign. Right. That's supposed to be acceptable. Right. Well, they took an oath to defend the Constitution, and they're not doing it. So no, they're uh, they're violating the oath, and they're traitors. Well, so. I find that they only cha- seem to change their mind once their house gets rioted on. <laughs> then yeah. all of a sudden, they change their mind. Uh, or a lot of people think you know they're supporting this cause, but then the rioters don't care because they just hurt hurt them as well. So it's going to yeah. be a big wake-up call for people, I think. Well, I don't know if you heard, yeah. but the mayor of Portland was out with the protesters. That was last week. And uh, the federal troops or federal uh, police uh, tear-gassed the crowd, and he was in the crowd. So well, <laughs> he got he got tear-gassed. So he's he's pretty 
PO'd about that. So uh, anyway, but uh, they're trying to draft uh, laws here now where, like I said, they're um, they want to they want the Portland police to go out and arrest the federal police. So that ought to be pretty yeah, interesting. I, I'd like to grab some that. popcorn and grab get on a rooftop and watch that one. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, guys. Well, um, I guess it is pumpkin time. It's we got five yep. minutes left. So, hey, Brian, man, thanks for coming, man, and uh, look for, always look forward to you being here. And yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Sorry, I was so late. I I work work late tonight. So no, no problem. You're here. That's the important thing. That's good. The, yeah. the whole, the, all the gang was here today. Ned. That, that's, that's right. Good. It was great. Missed you guys. Yeah, same here. So uh, you all have a great week. Audience, you all have a great week, too. Everybody that was in the chat room, thank you for being there. You you don't know how you blessed me, um, and you blessed us. So um, it's always good to have you there. And for those of you who are going to download and listen later, thank you. And uh, uh, our listenership's going way up, and it's we couldn't do it without you, uh, you wonderful audience. So, um, hey, uh, have a great week, y'all. And, uh, and uh, Father, we pray in the name of... Uh, Jesus, our, our Lord Yeshua, that you would just bless us this week, that you would just, um, uh, that you would, your will would be done in our lives. How can we go wrong praying that, Lord? That, um, that your will would be done in this nation and in each state that we live in and all the states in this nation and, and all around the world too, that you, that, uh, as you as it says in Isaiah, that proclaim liberty throughout the land, that's it. We'd be able, we'd be able to do that around the world and that the forces of darkness will have light shined upon them so that they would shrink away into nothing, kind of like a vampire in the daytime, Father. We just, uh, we just thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy and thank you that you give us the strength and the uh, wherewithal to be able to do these radio shows and that you, uh, that you're just there for us all the time, 100% of the time and that you forgive us when we're not there for you. 100% of the time. So um, until we meet again, uh, Lord, well, we meet every time, but uh, until the audience all meets again, Father, just bless each and every one in the audience and, and all the us four hosts. And um, and we just give you all the glory, Father, and in the mighty name of Yeshua, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. 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 So, Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Good night. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.